beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him was made, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Word of God. Let's stand together. No holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pardoning till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoicing for yonder brings a new Oh. 
and his gospel is peace. Chains he shall break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. And hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we with all our hearts. We praise his holy name. Christ is the
welcome everyone. You may be seated. Merry Christmas. My name is Bethany, and this is my husband Paul. And we have the privilege of serving the children and families here at Cedar Mill. And we just want to welcome you just as we come together to worship our God, Emmanuel, God with us. This afternoon, um, it brings us joy that we get to gather with each one of you as we celebrate God's greatest gift to us, his son, Jesus, who came humbly in the form of a servant as a baby. And he traded power and glory for humility and weakness. And he did this out of his great and perfect love for you and for me. And as recipients of God's great gift in Jesus, in his undeserved mercy and his grace, God calls us to be generous gift givers as well. And some of you may know that we are partnering with some churches in a village in Guatemala named Saquil. And the need for clean water in Saquil and food and education is is immense. And tonight, we have the opportunity to give a generous gift to Food for the Hungry, who we're partnering with, to meet those needs. So following our time together this evening, there will be people in the back with baskets for you to give that gift. But would you pray with me as we continue to worship our King Jesus? Father, thank you for your great gift, Jesus, for the undeserved grace and mercy you've shown us. He truly is the hope of the world. He truly is Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Yeah. 
Shine brighter now. 
ahead and be seated. Merry Christmas. It's, uh, it's really good uh, to be with you this year for Christmas Eve. If you're new with us, I'm Pastor Dave. And um, you know, sometimes we take these gatherings for, gatherings for granted. This is not one of those, those years for me. Um, the theme of our Christmas Eve services, if you haven't guessed it already, is God with us. And I've been thinking a lot uh, these last couple of days about the power of that word, with. Some of you may know that I actually had uh, back surgery two days ago on Tuesday. Why? Because it's always a good idea for pastors to have back surgery the week of Christmas, isn't it? I mean, that's just how it should go, not really. Um, But I'm obviously doing pretty well since I'm able to be here with you tonight, although I do have this stool right here as a backup plan, and Pastor Carl somewhere over here ready to pop up if need be and just bring it home. Right, Carl? Um, I will say that's been a a great gift to me in this time. Carl said, hey, if if you can do it, great. If not, I'll be there for you. So that's been a blessing. So thank you, friend. Um, Carl was the pastor here for 26 and a half years and continues to be a beloved part of our church. It's been a gift. Um, so it's been kind of an interesting Christmas for, for me. I've been kind of preparing for Christmas and Christmas Eve and this message at the same time, going through this, this surgery. And it's, it's really helped me to think about how much the presence of people in my life who I love, um, how much that matters and how much that, that really means. Before my surgery, I was laying there in my hospital gown. <laughs> I look good in that hat, don't I? Um, yeah, that's a picture that was taken by one of our elders. And I'm laying there feeling somewhat exposed and uncovered the way you feel in a hospital gown before surgery. And I'm thinking about getting put under. And then I'm thinking about them cutting into my back. And I'm laying there. And all of a sudden, two of the pastors from our church walk in. And two of my dear friends. And they say, hey, we're just here to be with you. We're just here to pray with you. And two elders from our church came, one before the surgery and one after, just to check on me and to be with me and to maybe make sure they weren't going to have to go through another pastoral search anytime soon. Um, But perhaps the most significant moment of the process for me was the moment when I came to. You know that, that moment when you wake up after recovery? If you've been through surgery, uh, you'll, you'll remember this part. You you sleep you go to sleep in one moment. Is this mic really ringy? It feels really ringy to me. I, I don't like being ringy. Um, make me sound like deeper and like Barry White or something, you know. Um, but you wake, you go to sleep in one moment, and then this the very next moment, it feels like seconds have passed, and you wake up in a completely different room with completely different people, and it's been hours. And you start to look around the room, and the very first thing I did is I sort of came out of the haze of anesthesia, was I start to look around the room, and I'm looking for my wife. Because the plan was that my mother-in-law was going to come be with the children, and Amy was going to be there right after surgery, and when I sort of came out of the haze. And so I'm instantly scanning the room, where's my wife, where's my wife, I just want to be with my wife. And she was nowhere to be found. Because they wouldn't let her come back yet. So I start asking the nurse, can my wife come back yet? Can my wife come back? Eventually they let her come back. But, but the, point, the point is this. Being close 
being in the presence of, being with the people we love most is something that every human heart longs for. And what we learn at Christmas is that it's actually something that's true for God as well. And so this evening what I'd like to do is I'd like to explore this idea of God with us through three different snapshots, three pictures of what Christmas is all about and what God with us truly means. And so for our first look, for our first snapshot with God with us, I'm actually going to need a couple of volunteers. This is going to be sort of like a crowd interactive Christmas Eve. Um, this is what I do when I'm feeling weak. I just sort of pawn the sermon off to volunteers. And so I need two volunteers. I need a, a male and a female. Oh, there we go, right here. Dale, and I need a female to go with this guy. Can I just get a female? Tree, you come on up. It wouldn't be Christmas without you. I love it. All right, come right over here. Pastor Jerry, he's going to be sort of like my Vanna. Um, white, he's a little more bearded than a Vanna, but he's going to work. And he's going to help get you guys in costume. Go ahead, Pastor Jerry. Get these guys ready. Our first picture of Christmas Eve, as they kind of get set over here, is the picture of Mary and Joseph. And when we think of Mary and Joseph, most of the time we kind of have these very sterilized sort of Christmas nativity pictures of who they are and what they look like. But here's what I want to remind you of this evening. The clean, well-groomed, happy, content, safe, and rested Mary and Joseph um, are a figment of our imagination. Friends, Mary and Joseph, I think about these two people, the very first Christmas, their idea of what Christmas is all about. Scholars tell us that Mary is somewhere between 12 to 16 years old, Joseph maybe around 17. They've both been visited by angels, which sounds cool, but is actually, in all reality, one of the scariest things you can possibly imagine. For these two... The Christmas story will entail scandalous teen pregnancy, near divorce and public disgrace, a long trip with a wife uh, late in her third trimester of pregnancy, lodging disaster, emergency makeshift childbirth, unexpected visitors, deception, murder, and fleeing for their lives to a foreign land. So let's let's get real here for a minute. I'm going to test your acting skills a bit. Mary, I need you to look tired and overwhelmed... Anxious, exhausted. There we go. Oscar for the best Mary in a live church melodrama goes to you, Tree. And Joseph, I need you to be worried. Uh, anxious, scared, stressed out, uncertain. Because here's what the Gospel of Luke tells. And put your arm around her, man. She just had a kid. Come on. What kind of husband is this guy? I mean, is he, does he do this bad at home? No, all right, all right. Here in the Gospel of Luke, listen to what Luke tells us about Mary when she hears about this. When the angel comes to Mary to tell her about Christmas, the very first Christmas, how it's all going to go down. Here's what's said. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. This is not at first great news. This is scary news. This is difficult news. And in the end, the question that Mary asks the angel is this. How will this be since I am a virgin? How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel understands that more than just a technical question here, Mary's not just asking, like, how technically will this work out? This is not a technical question. This is an emotional question. 
How will this be? Doesn't simply mean, give me the details. How will this be? Is Mary saying, don't you know I'm just a simple girl from Nazareth? Don't you know that I'm pledged to be married? Don't you know that my fiancé will never believe me? Don't you know that my reputation will be ruined? Don't you know that I am scared to death? And so the angel's closing words to Mary, the words he leaves her with, the words that maybe God wants to leave us with this Christmas, are these from Luke chapter 1, verse 37, some of the greatest words in all of Scripture. The angel leaves Mary scared, uh, tired, uncertain, afraid. And he says, remember, Mary, hold on to these words. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. As you walk this journey, as you experience what God has ahead for you, as you as you kind of take steps of faith towards uncertainty and potential calamity, remember this, hold on to this, nothing is impossible with God. Friends, maybe this Christmas you're facing some things in your life that seem overwhelming. Maybe there's some things that seem too big for you to handle on your own, and maybe they are. Maybe this Christmas the words that God wants to remind you of are these. Nothing is impossible with me because I'm with you. Emmanuel, I've come to be close. And that's our very first picture of Christmas. Thank you, friends. Good job. Let's give these guys a hand. For our second picture uh, of Christmas, I need three volunteers. And they can be of any gender. And so and now you're like, I'm not going up there. Um, come on. There you go. Right back here, somebody. Noah, you come up. Come on. There you go. That's good. Right over there. Yes. Right there, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you. Come on. All right. Pastor Jerry, again, is going to help you out with some costuming right over here. Slide on over. Our second picture of Christmas is one that we cannot miss. It's the picture of the shepherds. You see, when Christ's birth was announced from heaven, it was announced to the shepherds. This is Luke chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Luke writes, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And then it says that they were terrified, because again, angels were not actually that beautiful. They were more terrifying than beautiful. Or they were so beautiful that they were terrifying. Now, here's what's important about this picture. Here's what you cannot miss. Shepherds were perhaps the most unlikely group to make this proclamation to. If you were a PR agent designing a campaign to announce that the Savior of the world had been born, the last people you would go to to endorse this announcement would be a bunch of shepherds. In fact, shepherds were often the folks in society who had never acquired any skill or trade, and so they were left to do the lowest work possible. These are the folks who have the job that no one else wants. These are the people that no one in the town or in the society respects. They were considered insignificant, ignorant, uneducated. How are you guys feeling over there? All right. This is not a typecasting moment. This is a random lottery. Um, You know, it's interesting that um, in society, back in Jesus' day, shepherds were not even allowed to testify in a court of law because they were not thought to be intelligent enough to put things together or to give an accurate account. And so, hear this, hear how cool this is. To make a very profound point as he comes to earth, God, 
makes the greatest announcement that's ever been made in the history of the world to the lowest of the low, to the humblest of the humble, to the shepherds. Listen to these words. Listen to the words of the angel as the angel speaks this great proclamation to the shepherds. This is Luke chapter 2. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. You see, a big part of the good news of Christmas is that no matter who you are, you fit into the all the people category. No one is left out of the God with us story. In fact, if you are here tonight and you are feeling unworthy, undeserving, not good enough, not holy enough, not righteous enough, not churchy enough. The message of Christmas is actually perfect for you. It was tailor-made for you. Christ came for the shepherds. And that means he came for me and he came for you, no matter what, no matter who you are. Reconciliation, redemption, transformation, forgiveness, grace, peace, love, and hope. It's all for you in Christ. It's offered to you this Christmas. Good news that will cause great joy for all the people. That's what the shepherds show us about God with us. No one's left out. It's this great gift, this great moment. The second picture of what Christmas and God with us means for us today. Thank you, shepherds. You guys are looking good. All right, one final picture this evening. Um, This one's perhaps my favorite. And for this picture, I need only one volunteer. Um, A lot of people are excited to volunteer, but I have someone pre-selected, I am sad to say. For this last picture, I just need this little guy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. <laughs> this is Silas. He is not the baby that we celebrate tonight, but he's going to represent him for us this evening. Isn't he cute? Isn't he teeny? I, any baby looks teeny in my giant arms. So I'm going to do the football hold on you, buddy. How's that? Is that working? Oh, no, don't cry. Don't cry. Okay. The reason that we have a baby as our final picture is because I want you to consider consider this tonight. You ever think about the fact that when God chose to make his grand entrance onto the stage of our world, he didn't come as Iron Man or Spider-Man or Superman or even Batman. He didn't have amazing physical strength, an x-ray vision, a cape, or a really cool car. None of that. He was just a baby. A tiny, little, helpless, infant human. This is what Matthew says. This is the Christmas story according to Matthew. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. Think about that for a minute, friends. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and Omega, creator of the world, almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful God of the universe, becoming this helpless, weak, little dependent baby who yawns really cute. (laughs) (laughs) 
Max Lucado says it like this. He looks like anything but a king. His face is prunish and red. His cry, though strong and healthy, is still the helpless and piercing cry of a baby. And he is absolutely dependent upon Mary for his well-being. Majesty in the midst of the mundane. Holiness in the filth of sheep manure and sweat. Divinity entering the world on the floor of a stable through the womb of a teenager in the presence of some shepherds. For 33 years, he would feel everything you and I have ever felt. He felt weak. He grew weary. He was afraid of failure. He got colds, burped, and had body odor. To think of Jesus in such a light is, well, it seems almost irreverent, doesn't it? It's not something we like to do. It's uncomfortable. It's much easier to keep the humanity out of the incarnation, clean the manure from around the manger, wipe the sweat out of his eyes, pretend he never snored or blew his nose or hit his thumb with a hammer. He's easier to stomach that way. There's something about keeping him divine that keeps him distant, packaged, predictable. But don't do it. For heaven's sake, don't. Let him be as human as he intended to be. Let him into the mire and muck of your world. For only if we let him in can he then pull us out. Friends, this is not the picture of a far-off God who wants to keep you at arm's length. This is the picture of a God who wants to be with you. This is the picture of a God who wants in all the way in, as far into your life as he can possibly get. Friends, this Christmas, maybe the most important picture for you, maybe the most important question is this. How close have you let him come? Is he this close? Is he this close in your life? Because that's the message of Christmas. That's the hope of Christmas. That's the joy of Christmas, that God didn't just come to do something for you, to to have accomplished some transaction on your behalf, but he came to be close to you. He came to experience your life with you. He came to actually be with you. You know, in just a few moments, we're going to have the ushers come forward and they're going to help us light our candles and we're going to sing Silent Night. But before they do that, I want to give you just a moment. I want to give you a moment to consider for a second how close you really are with God. Because maybe for some in this room, maybe you used to be close with God. Maybe you used to feel connected to Him and like He was near to you and with you, but time and distraction in life has just sort of taken over. Maybe doubts have set in and you've just drifted apart. And now, if you were honest about where you're at with the Lord, you'd just say, there's a disconnect. I just feel disconnected. I just feel distant. And that was never what God intended. That was never what he wanted. Or maybe you're here tonight and you've never felt close to God. Maybe you've never even known that he wanted to be close to you, this close to you. But the message of Christmas is this. He does. He loves you. He came for you. He wants into your life, all the way into your life. You see, that's Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, close to us. And so tonight, if you just need to get close to God again, or maybe for the first time, 
I want to take just a second and give you the opportunity to do that. So let's all together, if we would, just maybe bow our heads and close our eyes. If you need to pray this prayer, I'm just going to lead you in one. Pray this with me. Put it in your own words and say it in your heart and your own mind to the Lord. Father, tonight on Christmas, we we remember how powerful and great and majestic you are and we see that you laid it all down, that you gave it all up so that you could be close to us, so that you could draw near to us. And Lord, that we know that you came to this earth to do away with the very thing that separates us from you and that's sin and death and that you died on the cross and that you rose again so that the thing that keeps us apart from you would never be a barrier any longer, Lord. So, Lord, I pray tonight and um, I pray that you draw near. We open our hearts to let you in. We open our hearts to say, you are king, you are Lord. Come as close to my life as you possibly can. Come in and be my savior, be my God, be my king. Don't just be a baby. Be my Lord. Thank you, God, for drawing near to us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the gift of your son at Christmas. That's our prayer. And we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. See, I put him to sleep.
beautiful that we get to uh, to celebrate that, isn't it? Let's go ahead and blow out our candles gently. And as your wax is drying right there, let's stand up. And we are going to end our time together in a celebration. Because after that silent night, after Jesus was born and he lived and he went to the cross and died for us and rose again. He delivered us. He came to save, came to heal, came to bring peace, came to bring joy, came to bring love, came to bring hope. And that's why we're here. We're not just celebrating Jesus, a baby in a manger, a great story, but we are celebrating Jesus, a baby in a manger who grew up to be a man who defeated death and who defeated sin and set us free because and through that. You with me? Yeah. All right. So I hope your candles are dry because we're going to get our hands going together and we're going to sing joy to the world. We're going to sing joy to the world. He has come.
Tonight, we, uh, we are so grateful that you guys have been here with us tonight. And uh, on your way out, please remember to drive safe. Um, and please remember to be kind to one another. That's what this season is all about. And part of you know what we're stepping into, like Paul and Bethany said to, um, and just following God's heart for our church family here at Cedar Mill, is um, just being generous um, with all the resources that God has given us, especially as we... Uh, you know, just go through this season um, of generosity and of giving and of receiving. So um, I hope that you guys partner with me as we partner together for uh, for Guatemala and what we're doing to kind of help a tangible, a very tangible need, but also to help some very deep, heartfelt needs on a spiritual level as we take the gospel and partner with the church there as well. So you guys, God bless. Have a great evening. Um, loved being with you and enjoy tomorrow. Merry Christmas, everybody.